The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Jim Fox and Dr. Janine Fox. Our show is based on science-backed information on alternative and natural approaches to health. You'll hear the clinical pearls, real-life stories about real patients and situations. It all comes together so that you can live your best health. Now, here are the Doctors Fox. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. I'm Dr. Jim Fox. And I'm Dr. Janine. And we're going to help you through the night. Uh, we've got a really interesting show today. It's talking about uh, you know being happy and how that affects your health. But the first thing we always do is, is in we, the news. In the news, right. And we've got some kind of interesting things in the news this week. Um, something that came out, you know, we kind of peruse the news and, and what's new and what's we try, to, research we try to keep up with the research daily. I mean, we go right. to all the news channels and all the things on health and what came out. What are they researching? What are they finding in research? Right. Um, and that's where we get the in the news segments. And it's usually something within the last week. It's pretty recent. Yeah, actually, this one is the 15th. Yeah, this one came out yeah. on the 15th, so you know, a few days ago. It's really kind of interesting because, you know, we, we all know someone who's had a baby in the past who was a low birth weight, right. you know, a, a preemie or, you know, something like that, or just a very low birth weight baby. And statistically, you know, scientifically, we know that those babies have always more of an increased risk for cardiovascular diseases later in life. Right. And they weren't sure exactly why, but some nah. of this research is pointing to maybe why they're having Heart, heart problems later in life when they have a low birth weight. Right. You know, and of course, now this study was done with rats. But, you know, I'll say this. I'll Where say it always this. starts. I've, I've said this before. Humans and rats are a lot alike in a lot of different ways. I won't go into all of them, but I'm sure you, you, you probably know. But anyhow, this, this study was conducted on rats. The nice thing about rats is they live, you know, a couple of years, whereas humans live 60, 80 years, and it's kind of long in between studies. So we can study a rat pretty quickly. And what they found was, and, and there's a lot of, like I say, physiologically, a lot of similarities. And what they found was... An enzyme, and I'm sure that you've all heard of this enzyme. Yeah, this is a common one. Yeah, coenzyme Q10. Yes. Very common. I mean, I don't know that you can pick up a health journal, a health book, any kind of book about health or you know, whatever. You're going to find, they're going to talk about coenzyme Q10. Especially if they're talking about heart or muscles. Yeah, either one. Either one. Doesn't yeah. matter. And this particular um, University of Cambridge, uh, guys across the pond in the U.K., um, they looked at this and they said, okay, how come this low birth weight always has heart disease? I mean, there's this big link there. Why? And they looked at the CoQ10, a coenzyme Q10, and they said, well, that's a possibility because they noticed that the white blood cells of low birth weight babies, mice and men, have a, a low enzyme activity, a low coenzyme Q10 activity. Right. And they know when you have low CoQ10, it tends to actually increase oxidative stress. Which is 
bad for everything. Right. And, and they everybody. even say in in this study that oxidative stress, you know, and free radicals mm-hmm. actually damage genes, it damages proteins, it damages the cell membranes. So it damages a lot when There's the There's not much left after yes. you damage the genes and the cell membranes it, and so on. Yeah. I mean, what else is there? And right? what they found was that it affects the aorta. Ooh. The aorta was why yeah. they were actually really associated that you know it caused the heart disease. You know, because they can look, we can look at the aorta. And anybody who has heart disease, bad heart disease, so to speak, has damage to that aorta. Right. And when you start getting damage mm-hmm. to the lining, you start mm-hmm. getting plaque, you start getting mm-hmm. other things, and you get weakness in the tissues. So it's definitely not good to have damage in the, that, those cell membranes. Right. And they, they looked at this particular study, of course, with rats. And what they did was they looked at the damage to those aortic and, and, and the causes of the heart disease and so on. And they found that, again... They have a low coenzyme Q10 activity. Right. Easy and to fix. So they supplemented the little mice yep. with, with our rats, baby rats. Um, they with the, supplemented them with coenzyme Q10. Yeah. And they did much better. Now, another interesting part of the study that had nothing to do with what they were trying to prove. Mm-hmm. But in order to have make the rats have other little rats that had low birth weights, right. they restricted their protein. You know, Which it, I thought was interesting. It wasn't really what they were studying. Right. But that's how they did it in the study was they put the rats on a low-protein diet, and therefore they would actually have low-birth weight little rats. You know, and, and that's something that what we've seen clinically in yes. moms that are pregnant, you know, is they'll tend to eat way too many carbohydrates. Well, they, they have, crave things they, they probably shouldn't They crave things have. they probably shouldn't. But, you know, and that's understandable to a point. That's from hormonal changes. But... They always tend to eat the wrong stuff, and we try to get them to eat, make sure they're getting enough of the good fats, which is like the omega-3s right. and so on, which are extremely important in that brain development of that baby, and at the same time, good proteins, yeah. good sources of protein. Eat that salmon, those fish, the turkey, the chicken, make sure it's organic, you know, get the good stuff in there, because those proteins are going to, obviously, going to be developing into this baby. Right. And so, the, to me, this study told you a few different things. Maybe mm-hmm. that protein may play a role in having low birth weight um, uh, offspring. Mm-hmm. And the other is that if you do have a baby that is low birth weight, mm-hmm. it's a good idea to start supplementing CoQ10. You know, and you can start supplementing coenzyme Q10, I would suppose, at birth. At a young age. Yeah. I, I wouldn't mean, see why it would hurt anything. No. I mean, we've actually got a, uh, a coenzyme Q10 ourselves that, that in our product line that has dimethylglycine which we're going to have a whole show on come, was it January the 13th? Yes, the DMG yeah. show is the DMG coming up in January. <laughs> so we're going to be talking a whole show about that one. But in, in the meantime, it has DMG, it has 300 milligrams of that, and it has the 300 milligrams of CoQ10. Right. You could you know, break that thing up. And probably dissolve it. Dissolve because it somehow. Of course, a baby can't yeah, chew they yet. Can't chew. It's they chewable, but yet. they don't quite have, I mean, for they kids, teeth, it's chewable, yeah. so it's right. easy to give. Right. And in a kid, you wouldn't do that high of a dose, so no. you would just break it and give them a little piece of it. Right. Um, so it is an easy you way to actually supplement CoQ10. Crush it up and put it in something, you know, uh, for them. And, and, like, and, and making sure that mom is actually getting plenty of CoQ10. Yeah. I think that's going to be a biggie, too. Yeah, and CoQ10 is safe mm-hmm. to take during pregnancy, so it's not oh, something that safe. you can't take during pregnancy. Right, no, that's very safe. So, and that's one that's not in food supply. People always nope. are you know, asking when we talk about something, well, what food can I get that from? CoQ10 is produced in the body, so it is actually not something that you can actually get from a food. Now, it takes a whole lot of processes of other nutrients and other things that you do get from foods to make the CoQ10, but if you're real low in it, sometimes the body doesn't have the ability to make the appropriate amount. Right. Now, we know in adults, 
a lot of reason for low-CoQ10 is medications because there is oh, a yeah. list of medications that deplete your body's production of your, CoQ10. Your beta blockers. So anybody that's on a beta blocker. All your statin drugs, oh, all yeah. your beta blockers. Yeah. All, a lot of the heart the, – Actually, the, the weird heart thing drugs, is right. all the heart drugs tend to lower your CoQ10. And if you look at the side effects of having low CoQ10, it's heart problems. So it's kind of funny. I mean, when you look at it, yeah, it is. And Mm -hmm. congestive heart failure is one of the really big ones with lack of CoQ10. It certainly is. And we've seen some really good reversal of congestive heart failure and problems with congestive heart failure by using the high doses of CoQ10. Right. We'll use up there 600 600 to 1,200 milligrams a day. Which is what the studies have shown to be beneficial in congestive heart failure. Right. But we've seen that one clinically. We've seen a lot of that one. And and we've actually had quite a bit of clinical experience with that one. And that's really interesting. CoQ10 is one of those nutrients where more is better. Um, There are many that more is not better. That's true. And, you know, a lot of people say if a little is good, more must be better, not in all things. But in CoQ10, it is one that more is better. So you actually can do high doses of CoQ10 with no problem. Right. And and I I really think that, you know, if if these moms especially, you know, we we talk to, you know, moms uh, that are having, you know, they're going through pregnancy. We deal with them all the time. And I always stress to them, we've always stressed, you know, you need certain things one of which is the right kind of folic acid, and it's, you've got to be careful about the kind of folic acid, but we've, we stress the kinds of folic acid that you get. Make sure you're getting adequate amounts of the 5-MTHF, that kind of thing. Uh, make sure you're getting adequate proteins and adequate fats because these things all help in developing that fetus. Right. You, know, you need the right so, things yeah. to make a baby, too. That's right. You've got to have the right stuff. Now, another thing that came up, and it's our old buddy, vitamin C. Right. Now, vitamin C, has, I mean, everybody talks about, oh, you need it for this, you need it for that, you know. But vitamin C, there was, there was a nice study that came out back in the early part of December and talked about, uh, and, and it was actually published in a journal called Allergy, Asthma, and Clinical Immunology. Mm-hmm. Didn't know they had one of those, did you? Well, they do. And got journals for everything. They got journals for everything. You know, stumped left toes. We got a journal for that. Um, but the vitamin C actually helped reduce what they call the bronchoconstriction and respiratory symptoms after exercise with these people that have asthma. Yeah. Because, that you know, it's common. Asthmatics, you know, they, they want to exercise, and they go out and they, they exercise, and then they have all these bronchospasms and bronchoconstriction. They can't breathe. Yeah, and some and, people don't even have asthma except when they exercise. Exercise-induced I mean, induced asthma. asthma yeah. And that's the only time they actually have the asthma And the restriction is Mm -hmm. when they do exercise. Right. And this study showed that vitamin C really actually helped that. You know, I thought that was really interesting because what they did, this is what they call a meta-analysis. In other words, what what these particular researchers did, they went back and they looked at the uh, research that had been done in several studies. Actually, there was about eight or nine studies they looked at. Well, they looked at three, but then they went back and said there was about eight or nine that actually still showed the same thing. Right. Yeah. So what they looked at was, okay, these particular research articles have been published. Let's look at, the diff- let's look at their data from a different perspective. Right. And that's all they did. They just simply looked at the data from a different perspective, and they found that, hey, this kind of shows up as a, a, a if you will, a not-so-obvious fact. But when they did their meta-analysis, uh, all of a sudden they saw these data showing that about this antioxidant capability of vitamin C. 
Really, really, really. And then uh, something else that even came up in this article yeah. is oxidative stress. Well, that's something we've talked about quite a bit. And we just talked uh, about it with the CoQ10 yeah. is oxidative stress. Um, they said that the physical activity actually increases oxidative stress, which we do know that. We do know that. You and know that's why a lot of these people that exercise excessively mm-hmm. and say they're so healthy still have problems because they're not taking enough antioxidants. In well, order to offset the oxidative stress caused by exercise. We deal with that one a lot. A lot. Because we have a lot of these folks that are addicted, literally, addicted to running, I mean, marathons, right. that kind of thing. And if you remember the guy named Jim Fix, no relations, mine's Fox, his is Fix. Fix actually died from a heart attack after a big run. And, you know, so it, it's, we talk about this oxidative stress. These people, if you're exercising, especially a lot, you really need to be taking yeah, a lot of antioxidants. right? And vitamin C is just a, Vitamin uh, C is you know, one and, of them. It's just one. And, you know, the thing about that came up, you know, and I, I was talking to somebody yesterday in our uh, store. They came in. lady was looking for vitamin C. And she said, well, I, I need some vitamin C. And I need that fat-soluble one, which was, she was talking about ester C. And I said, okay, that one's about 19% absorption rate. Okay, well, is there something better? I said, sure. And I pulled up a bottle of our liposomal C. Well, explain that one to me. All right, in liposomal C, it's, we make it, we wrap the C up into lecithin, and we actually make it totally fat-soluble, where it goes up to about 93% absorption right. rate, which is huge for vitamin C. So there's many different ways of getting these antioxidants, C included, into the system. And that, that liposomal C is big, especially if you've got somebody who's, like this study talks about, these people that have that exercise-induced... Induced asthma. Ah, yeah, huge. You would really huge. want to take your more absorbable form. Oh, you'd I mean, have we, to. We have regular C. We have ester C. We have ester C, right. But the, the, by far, the one that we take is the liposomal C. Right. Because the absorption rate is just so high, it's almost like IV and vitamin C. Not quite, because it's 100% absorbable, because it goes straight into the vessels. Um, but it's the closest you can get. Right. And when you think about that 93% absorption, that's huge. It is. I mean, you know, uh, our little 1,250 milligrams per teaspoon equals out to almost 6 grams, 6,000 6, milligrams. 6,000 milligrams of, of other types of C. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, folks, we're going to wrap it up for the uh, In the News segment. We'll be back in just a minute or two, and we'll have some other stuff. We're going to talk about being happy and how it affects your health. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. There is a fact that we must all face, and that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally. And maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. 
You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Live Healthy, Be Healthy radio show. We're talking tonight about uh, happiness and health. Yeah, it, they study after study after study has shown that actually being happy does make you healthier. And, and, and I'm going to say this up front. Happiness is a choice. It is. It really is. You know, um, I think it was Jefferson yeah. that said, what was that, that, that famous quote that he had about you're about as, you're about as happy as you think you are? Um, that you well, it's your choice whether you're your happy choice, or not. Whether you're happy or not, it right? Basically, what it came down to. I don't yeah. know the exact words. Yeah, but it is your choice, and there are things that you can do to be happy, and there's things and you can choose to be positive or negative. Right. Um, some people have to work on it harder than others. Some people just naturally, yeah, are actually happier than others just genetically. You know, they've even done some studies with twins. Yes, and they show that identical twins, you'll have one that's happier. Than the other one. And I thought that was interesting. And those genes are the same. They're identical. I mean, that's I mean, why they're called no identical difference. twins, right? Yes. And yet one will be the happy guy and the other one's not quite so happy. Yes. I thought that was really interesting because even genetics, and then of course that's you know, a lot of the stuff that we we're going to talk about tonight probably is called epigenetics. Yes. Which is other things that influence how our genes actually work. Interesting, interesting, right. interesting. And happiness actually increases your immune system. You know, think about that. Now, yes. Especially this time of year, this is the cold and flu season. And think about the words, happiness increases your immune system. My goodness. That means that, and remember, it's your choice to be happy or not. So if you're happy going through this flu season, chances are you're going to have less flu, right? Right. Cool. All right. I'm happy about that. <laughs> yeah, you want to stay happy and not get sick. Um, right. Makes me happy. Yeah, you can't say that being happy, you'll never get sick. I mean, that's I kind of, you know. Didn't say that. Yeah. So it's going to have me less problems. But they right? have, a study has actually found that happy people that are exposed to the cold and flu viruses are less likely to get it and get sick. That's pretty cool. And if they get sick, if the happy people get sick, they have less symptoms. Right. So it's not as bad as the people that aren't happy. Huh. So I thought that was kind of interesting. That, that is study. interesting. And, mm-hmm. and, and then, to, again, to think back that we have that choice. We can either be happy or not so happy. Yeah. In other words, it's sort of like seeing the glass half full and the glass half empty. Mine's always half full. So I want to see that. I, I guess I'm one of the happy guys. Yeah. Okay. We, we definitely cool. try to be. We try to be yeah. positive and happy. And, you know, everybody's every once in a while is going to be something's going to happen and stumble uh, upon something that yeah. makes you not happy. And you, it, it's your choice on how you deal with it. Yeah, and that, you can make a positive out of it somehow, or you can stay negative right. and not come out of it. Right. 
So it's, it's actually a choice. But, you know, when you look at how it affects the health, you'll see they, they show that actually being happy actually decreases your pain. Mm-hmm. It decreases chronic disease. It mm-hmm. actually helps with stress relief. Mm-hmm. There are so many things. And even inflammatory genes are expressed more when you're not happy. Wow. So if you're not happy, you can have more inflammation. Wow. That's pretty big. Oh, yeah. I mean, that so really is big. That's why when we decided this time of the year, oh yeah, there's a lot of people that are very happy because of the season, but then there's the opposite that aren't happy because of the season. You know, you know perhaps, like I had a fellow in yesterday, his wife died yeah. a year ago on Christmas morning. Well, that's sad. That's pretty sad. Okay, so he's kind of having a rough time yeah. this year, and I talked to him for, I probably talked to him for 45 minutes trying to lift his spirits a little bit because, gosh, that's that's a tough thing to get it over. It is. And he really does need to get over that. And um, because he's having a lot of pain, he has a lot of arthritis and so on. So we talked at length uh, and just tried to lift him up, you know, just try to make him feel a little bit better. I've seen people over the years yeah. when something bad happens and their arthritis goes crazy. I think that's what I mean, going you on can visually mm-hmm. see the nodes come in on the joints mm-hmm. after stressful events. And so there's no question that stress actually definitely makes health problems worse. And there is the stress hormone, cortisol. Mm. Oh, we deal with that one all the time. And cortisol is probably the (laughs) anti-happy. If you want to talk about happiness, it's the anti-happy. It's the anti-happy hormone. It really is. you know, it's been proven over and over. It increases blood sugar. Mm -hmm. It increases weight gain. It increases blood pressure. Mm -hmm. It, you know, and the more unhappy you are, the more likely you are to have high cortisol. Um, and the less likely you are to handle stress better. Which means you're probably not going to handle your sugars better. It right. You know, there's a whole host of things that's going to happen. Because they've shown being better. positive and happy helps you handle stress better. Because we're mm-hmm. all going to have stress. I don't care how happy someone is. You're going to have stress occasionally. Yeah. But it's how you deal with the stress that makes right. the difference. Now, you know, what was interesting is some of the studies that have been done, they talk about two different kinds of, of happiness. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. They, ha- they talk about the hedonic uh, well-being or happiness, and they, that's you know gleaned from a pleasurable experience, like I don't know, sex, for instance. Okay, pretty, pretty, you know, happy. Okay, but it's short term. All right, and then there's something called, and, and uh, this this one's hard to pronounce, but I'll try. It's called eudaimonic, and it means uh, it goes all the way back to Aristotle. Poor guy, he's still being quoted today. What's it? Thousands <laughs> of years ago, right? Uh-huh. And it talks about coming from activities that give you a greater sense of purpose or life or, you know, uh, thing, self, you know, being who you are. Self-actualization yeah. is what they call it in psychology. You know? And knowing that you have a purpose. Uh, yeah. I mean, purpose they, is huge. there's a lot that actually shows that that makes a big difference. Yeah. You know, you talk to a lot of the people. I talk to a lot of the people that I, that I find that are the unhappiest have absolutely no purpose in life. Right. They don't know why they're doing it. They're just getting by. You know, and we have to have a purpose. Even You know, if it's a hobby, that's a purpose. Yeah. You know, have to choose a hobby. Uh, you know, and I think that's a really big one is, is, is trying to get involved with other people. I mean, they've shown time and time again yes. that being involved with other people, communities, going to church, going to a, a club. You know, maybe you're a model airplane guy and you're in a club or model airplane guys. Okay, fine. Everybody's together. There's a community there. Well, I know that better relationships Actually, That's what it's all about. I mean, there's people that have more relationships, people that have more community, mm-hmm. actually are healthier and live longer. Well, they've actually shown that. Like, say, people that are uh, happily married. Uh, now, live, marriage has been shown to actually h- help a lot with right. longevity. 
Right. That's huge, actually. And even having a dog, you know, having a pet. Okay. You so might be a cat person, so it why, might be. Is that why we got two dogs? That's right. We got two of them. <laughs> one was good. Let's get let's two. Get two right? of them. Okay. But so. just having a purpose to even take care of them. It is. Um, yeah. You know, because you have to get up and you got to bring them out and you got to feed them and you got to do something. Yeah, you got to take mean, care of them. Right. You can't just lay there and you can't just do nothing because yeah. that definitely does not help health at all. You know, and, and we deal a lot, a lot of times with folks who have had some, yeah, let's say, pretty negative things happen to them, you know, medically. And, you know, they're at a choice. They're at that crossroads. And like you say, they can either choose to be happy about it and try to go, you know, try to make the best out of a bad situation or give into it. And the ones that always make the best out of it, the ones that always have the best attitude, like you say, you know, if they have that positive attitude, they got a much better chance of survival of whatever yeah. it is, no matter we've what. We've seen over the years, to me especially, we've dealt with a lot of people that have had cancers of yeah. different kinds. Yeah. And their attitude, when they come in, tells me whether they're going to do well or not. Yeah, that's um, a big one. It really is not even as much about, I mean, yes, the degree of the cancer makes a difference, and it makes a difference if it's spread. It makes, But I've even seen some with the worst cancers that have spread everywhere, and they had, gave them no chance to live a week or two. And they were fine years later because their attitude was, this ain't going to get me. Right. And if, if that's the attitude people have to have, and that's being happy because people that are happy tend to have more of a positive attitude even in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've seen it over and over and over. Um, it, it's kind of amazing. Uh, that, you know, there was one case where an older man, mm-hmm. he was 91 years old, and oh, he him. was more... I mean, he came in because he was more worried about his sex drive at 91, which was actually a good thing. Which I thought was kind of interesting, actually, <laughs> Yeah, he was, but, that was what mm-hmm. he was wanting to work mm-hmm. on. And when we did lab work, we saw some things that did, that concerned us about yes. cancers. And so we sent him back to his doctor to have more tests done. Right. Well, when they told him he had cancer, he died the next day. He actually went home that night. And died. And, and told his wife how much he loved her. Yep. And I mean, this was really. And he sad. said, "I don't want to live with cancer." And he died the next day. He he didn't wake up the next morning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he died during his sleep that night. Kind of felt bad for telling him he had wow. to go get something checked. Thought I was helping him, but yeah, you know, his he definitely it did him in. That just shows you how. I mean, you know, here was someone who was ninety one years old who was actually doing pretty doggone yes. good. Uh, and and like say, you know, find out something bad, and it it just devastated him. Yeah, and and he decided to give up. Give up. Yeah, and when you give up. It's it over. does. Yeah. So uh, the brain plays a huge role in all of this as well. Right. So what's between your ears controls yes. everything, right? It does. I mm. mean, yeah, there's some things beyond your control, but they have no, there is no doubt over and over have shown studies that, you know, what you think, you know, makes a big difference. I, I think Henry Ford said something one time about if you think you're successful, you are. Whether you think you are successful or not. Whatever you think. Whatever you think, that's what you, you are. are. <laughs> that's right. You are. So, you know, let's be positive. Let's be happy. So no matter what, and don't listen right. to what other people tell you. Don't oh. listen to what other people, their opinions on you. Think of what you think of yourself. Uh, choose not to accept anything right. bad. Just absolutely choose not to like, accept it. Like you've always told me. What's that? What you, th- what you think of me, what you always oh. have said for other people. Well. What they think of me yeah. is none of my business. Somebody a long, long time ago. <laughs> Gave me, you know, I remember when it was in high school, we read a little bit of Emerson stuff, you know, and so on. But somebody gave me one of a book of his essays. And on his essay on self-reliance was one of the, the most profound statements in the whole essay, really, was what you think of me is none of my business. And, buddy, 
I live by that. I really yeah. care less what somebody thinks of me. It's, you know, what I think of me is what matters. And, you know, somebody else's opinion, it's just their opinion. And that's their opinion. They'll have to live with that, not me. So I love that one. That and, was just a great one. And Read Emerson sometimes. Yeah, and great there's stuff. no doubt they have found that if you think better of yourself, you are happier. And happiness, we know, makes healthiness. healthiness. Right. That's so, right. hey, you can't go wrong with that two things. So that's, that's perfect, you know. Uh, okay, we got some really neat stuff to go through the rest of this uh, segment. We got a, a, you know, two more segments to go, right? Right. Cool. All right. Yep. So in about a uh, few minutes, we'll be back and we'll have the rest of the stuff. We're talking about health, happiness, and all the good stuff. That and we'll goes even with talk it. about yeah. some of the things. If you can't make yourself happy, then that maybe some yeah. things that can help you be happy. Some things that can might help you be happy. Right. Right. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. There is a fact that we must all face, and that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally and maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, back to the Live Healthy, Be Healthy show tonight. We're talking about health, happiness, and health. That's actually the way it works, is happiness and health. That's right. Next, we're going to talk about some of the things that can be the key to happiness. Such as? The number one thing in a study. Now, they did do a survey of people, Hmm. and they found the people that showed that they were the happiest by the survey, what they thought was some of the factors that made them happy. The happiest? Okay. And number one, they said, by far, was self-acceptance. So, okay, accepting who you are. Who you are. Yeah. Wow. That's a biggie. Yep, self-accept, you know, so that's one that you got to like who you are. Yeah. And if you don't like who you are, maybe make some changes to where you do like who you are. Well, I think that's a biggie because that is, again, we we have a choice there. You know, right. if, if you don't particularly like, you know, where you are, what you are, what you're doing, you can always change. Find out what it is you don't like about yourself. Right. And do, do something else. Do a survey. Because, like I said, being happier 
is going to make you healthier. And that's what our show is about is, you know, live healthy, be healthy. But that is also about attitude and whether you're happy or not. Exactly. You know, I guess you could take a, the, you know, the old thing and take a page, uh, a piece of paper and draw a line down the center and have the goods and the bads yeah. and, and, and do a self-acceptance thing and say, okay, what do I like about me and what do I do not like about yeah. me? And then take the, the goods and go with that and then take the bads. And don't and stress you about it. Don't nah, just, be too hard on yourself. Nah. It's just do what you can to change what you right. don't like. You know, maybe you need to go back and take a class in something at a, you know, it's college or something. I mean, right. you know, who yeah. knows? Or, or, you know, if you get involved, learn a new skill. You know, yeah. I mean, that's always a biggie, you know, learning a new yep. skill, changing. You know, I don't think you're ever too old to learn, to learn and or to change. Yes, because we learn every day. We read oh, every, yeah, day. every day. We look at research every day. We're always learning something. People say, right. oh, y'all know everything. I'm like, nah. no, we really don't. Um, we're just, trying, but we're <laughs> but mm-hmm. we're not there yet. Um, we're trying. We're trying. But right. the other things, one of, the, one of the other things is this time of the year is a big one, is giving. You know, that's huge this yes. time of the year. You know, we, we, we have a, uh, a local grocery store that we shop in quite often, and they have some little bags, uh, you know, that are, Already made up, and, they, and it, they, like you pay, it's like ten bucks or something like. Isn't it ten bucks? Yeah, ten yeah, bucks. Ten bucks. And what you do is, it's they they make it up of canned goods and things like that that they can give to some of the homeless shelters. And when you go in, you can just pick up one of those bags for ten bucks, set it up on a counter. They charge you ten bucks, and then they take it away and give it to the the yeah. homeless shelter. And that makes that ten bucks, you know, is going to make you feel fantastic. And it's going to help someone else, too. And it's really going to help somebody. It's, it's going to be something that somebody else needs very desperately. So give. Give to yeah. help, help a neighbor, help a friend. Well, they always say give out of abundance. And no matter where you are, uh, if you're alive and above ground, you have an abundance of something. Yeah. Whether it's time, whether it's uh, knowledge, uh, experience. Right. Give. You give know, something. Uh, right. You know, and giving is actually going to help your health. And make you happier. Actually, it's probably going to help you more than it's going to help the people right. you give to. Well, they've actually shown that that even giving a gift, mm-hmm. when the person opens the gift, your hormones change. Isn't that neat? Yeah. In Think response of giving. What hormone is that, Jenny? The oxytocin, oxytocin is one of them. one of them. That right. actually has been shown to actually, when you give something. And also, something that they say increases oxytocin almost more than anything, it's a hug. I was going to say... The, the one you get that, you know, where you see that, that again, that fellowship, yeah. uh, you know, where, where you're around friends and effort and neighbors and so on. And when you give, a, you know, give a big hug and it releases out oxytocin. And that's, that's well, that was the next one was relating to people, well, which is that? connecting with other people. How about that? And so just yeah. like we just talked about, that's another one that actually just makes you happy and healthy. Yeah. And then one thing that we all know helps a lot of things It actually increases your endorphins. Is exercise. exercise. You bet. And taking care of your body. Um, whether it's taking a vitamin or... Right. Whether you know, it's doing anything for your health. Take right. care of yourself. If you can't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to take care of anyone else. You know, We I, have people come in that are run down and stressed out yeah. and say, I'm taking care of all these kids. I'm taking care of my older parents. I'm taking care of my husband. I'm taking care... I'm like, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of any of them. You know, it, it's... Uh, I had a lady uh, a week or so ago... And I had put her on some things. She came back in like two days later to pick up something else. And she said, I already feel better. She said, I, maybe this be psychological. I said, well, does it matter why? She said, actually, no. She said, but I feel better. Okay. So either, again, you know, just yeah. getting started, doing something good for yourself. Because she was doing something positive for herself. And that's what made her feel better. 
And kind of increased that yep. oxytocin probably, right? The next one's appreciating. Appreciating Ooh. other people, other things, other experiences, just noticing the good in everything. I thought, you know, that that's that's huge. Um, I, th- I think just appreciating everything, you know, just showing that attitude of gratitude yeah. is a huge one. You know, if, you, if you're if you're actually gracious for what what you've got, think about where you are, and think about people in I don't know Bangladesh or somewhere and what they have to deal with. And I don't care if you're living in less than optimal conditions; you're still better off than ninety percent of, and probably ninety five percent of the world. Yes, and that's a huge thing. Just be just be so you know gratitude for where we are, what we have, what we have available to us. Where we are, what we're doing, right. it's all there. Yeah. Next one is trying new things. Oh, yeah. You know, that's huge. But actually, again, you know, getting involved in a different activity. Like I said, hobbies, activities, hobbies. community. That, that one just keeps coming up no matter what studies yeah. you look at. Hobbies. They definitely yeah. show that people that are real loners and they're never around anyone else and they're hermits and they stay in their house, they're not very happy and yeah. they're not very healthy. They're not very healthy either. And so they don't makes, live as long. Yeah. You know, they it, did a, yeah. a study one time with, with uh, happy nuns and the not-so-happy nuns. And you've all been around yeah. those. Those are the ones that hit you with the rulers. And, but those happy nuns lived longer by about nine years. Than the unhappy than nuns. Than the less-than-happy or gloomy nuns. I thought that yeah. was pretty, pretty yeah. striking. And, and the, even the unhappy ones lived about nine, 85. Mm-hmm. So that, the, the happy ones lived a long time. The next thing is have a direction, have goals. Goals. Which actually, next week's show yes. is goals. how to make goals for the New Year's, health yeah. goals, and how to obtain them. And making baby steps. Don't Realistic set a, stuff. Don't yeah. set a goal that you can't meet. Now, yeah. All that's going to do is set you up for disappointment. You want to set a goal that you know you can make. You don't want to say, I want to lose 100 pounds in a month because it's not going to happen. Ain't going to happen. Now, if you say, I'm going to lose a pound a week, that's obtainable. That's obtainable. So, We're going to have a whole show about that. That's right. So we're going to have a whole show next week about goals. But goals are actually beneficial for you. They make you happier and healthier. Right. So that's going to be really neat. That's going to be a really good one, yeah. And the other one is resilience. Oh, yeah. The ability to bounce back. Yeah. You know, uh, the thing is, you know, they always say, you know, if you get bucked off that horse, dust yourself off and get back on it. You know, and, and that's true. If you don't, you're, you're, you're going to be afraid and you're never going to make a move. It's going to paralyze you, literally. And when it paralyzes you physically, you know, emotionally, then it's going to paralyze you with the health conscious, too. And mm-hmm. that's not a good place to be. So whatever happens, doesn't matter what it is, dust yourself off and get back on that, that, that horse and ride. Yep. That's all you can say. Yeah. Yep. And the next one is positive attitude, which we've already, oh, we've we've already talked, talked about, about that, that one a lot, yeah. haven't we? Positive, positive, positive. So yes. don't want negativity. No. Um, no. You want to avoid negativity. You want to try to be as positive as possible. And mm-hmm. then the next one kind of goes along with acceptance of who you are. You know, we talked about that. You know, you have to accept who you are. And, and that takes me back to Emerson and, you know, his yeah. thing. And, and, it, and I think that's really important to, to be comfortable with who you are. You know, I, I'm not, uh, you know, uh, what you? I'm not a president, or I'm not a you know that kind of person, but I am who I am, and I think we help a lot of people. Yes, we, so we do. That's our meaning. That's our meaning, and and that's you know obviously, and that's our purpose. That's our purpose is to get out here and help people. You know, if it's one on one, and uh, but we do a you know we do a pretty good job with it. It really makes us feel good. It gives us a good feeling, right? Because so, you're uh, helping people. Yeah, and that does actually affect our happiness, and yes, that affects it does. our health. Yes, so it it's not even just about the health of the people that we help. 
it's also about helping us. And, and that brings us to the, one of the latter things that we talk about is having a true meaning in your life. Yeah. Which is, again, purpose. A purpose. Uh, you know, without purpose, you wander around in the desert and never know where you're going. And if yeah. you've got a purpose, you've got a way to go. You know where to go, what you're doing, and how to get there. Like I said, and your purpose could be just taking care of your animals. It could be the purpose is taking care of your baby. Your purpose mm-hmm. is taking care of your husband or your wife. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't, doesn't have to be a where you're taking care of the world. No. Um, don't put that on yourself. No. Do what you can. And exactly. make it where it's meaningful to you and do what you want to do out of life. Right. I, I think that's so important. And, to, I, and to, I do to know care. over and over the research on if you absolutely hate your job and hate yes. it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, there's never, it's never too late to, to change. change. I right. know it gets hard. It's hard to, to change. Mm-hmm. But if you're that unhappy with what you're doing, it's worth your health and your life to change something. And, and we run into that one quite a, a lot. Bit. We mm-hmm. do, we really do. We run into folks that are um, they're doing a job that they just absolutely hate, hate every aspect of it, and and we'll just come out and tell them you really need to change. I mean, yeah. Because if it's something you hate that bad, um, you know, then you really need to make a big change. Yeah. Okay. And, and okay, that was the the ten. Things that the biggies. definitely, they say, make a difference in happiness. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about earlier, marriage. Oh, huge. And, you know, it, it makes a difference if you have a relationship. Yes, it does. It a makes good a, relationship a good, is... Right. A good relationship makes right. a difference. It does. Um, because you want a partnership. Mm-hmm. And they've even found that people that are social and people that do go to parties, they've mm-hmm. actually found on alcohol consumption, if you do a little bit, not a lot, we're not talking mm-hmm. about heavy drinkers, mm-hmm. they live longer. And part right. of why they think they live longer is they're more social. I think that's that's a biggie. They, people they, that actually have a drink, it may not really be as much the alcohol that makes them live longer. Uh, it's the fact that they are actually social people and social have more connection. relationships and friends. Right, that connection. And so friends and relationships and makes a huge difference right. to be part of a community. Yeah, I, I think that's a, a big one, you know, and, and, you know, men and women can, can in, get involved in that. I mean, it's something where we can be, we can choose to be happy. We can choose to go out and, and you know, find people that you like, to, you know, find a group that you like to get, whether it's a church group or whether it's a community group or whether it's, you know, a club. A about, club or whatever. A, a car club. I know where, where we are. Yeah. There is a car that you can have a Mustang club, a Corvette club, oh, Lord, a truck yeah. club. A, yeah, they've got it all. Because we live in a sunny area yeah. that year round pretty much you can do things like that. So they yeah. have shows and car shows. And if that's what you like. That's what you want to do. And we do partake of a few of those. So, yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, so we, we get out and, and involve in that because, um, you know, that, that's just part of it. And we know that, you know, the, the social, like say, the people, the friends that you meet, all that actually is, it's not just being friendly with somebody. Know that it's actually doing something good for your health. Yes. That's important. It's doing something good for your health. It really is. Okay. Next one is the how, uh, you know, how, how do you practice this stuff? I mean, come on. I mean, you know, we, we, we've talked about, you know, going out and doing these things. What do we do? I mean, should we join a club? Now, another thing, I mean, you, you can actually join clubs, meet people. Right. But another thing is, one thing we haven't mentioned is okay. taking time for yourself. Oh, that's a biggie. Because what we run into a lot are these people that take care of everybody else, like I talked about a few minutes mm. ago, and they don't the take time. the time. And they've shown meditation yoga yes. on top i mean and that's not as much the same as exercise but it's more about taking time for yourself and making you time right it's that quiet time quiet time 
And we people think we're a little crazy, but every night when we get home from work, <laughs> we sit in the dark with low lighting and talk to each other. We do. And uh, tell each other what we did all day, because even though we work together, we're not, when we get really busy, which we do. We're in two different directions. We don't right. talk to each other all day. Right. So we sit down with no radio, no TV, no anything. Yeah. And we turn the lights down and we talk. Just a dog on your lap that you can pet. At least 45 minutes. We actually have, we do a pretty good long. (laughs) We do. Our time. (laughs) But, you know, when you think about it, um, that quiet time, we always feel better. We do. Because we relax. Yeah. Because we've we've had a hectic, busy day and so on. And we come home and we just sit down, no TV, nothing, and just completely relax. And it it makes us feel so much better. It does. Now, on, on the next segment... We're going to actually talk about the brain chemicals, how it affects happiness and well-being, and some of the things that we do in natural medicine to actually change those brain chemicals and and things that you can do if you just aren't happy and you can't get out of that hole. We do have some stuff that can help. We sure do. So uh, we'll be right back in the next segment with some of the brain chemistry. Right. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. There is a fact that we must all face, and that is that life happens. And many times it happens to involve different medical conditions. With the medical issues of life, there are at least a thousand different opinions on how to treat them. Not at Doctors Nutrition. At Doctors Nutrition, you get real answers that make sense. You get real information on how to treat medical conditions naturally and maybe even prevent the issue from coming back. At Doctors Nutrition, you'll get practical advice on how to improve the quality of your life naturally and nutritionally. You'll feel much more comfortable knowing that the doctors at Doctors Nutrition are working with you to treat your condition. You can find Doctors Nutrition online at doctorsnutrition.com or on Facebook. And for Dr. Jim's comments about the latest health issues, visit doctorsnutritionmedia.com for podcasts, complete live healthy, be healthy shows, and more. Start your homework online or call toll-free at 800-824-0194. That's 800-824-0194. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to Live Healthy, Be Healthy with Dr. Janine Fox and Dr. Jim Fox. To reach our program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. We also welcome your emails to jfox at doctorsnutrition.com. Now, back to Live Healthy, Be Healthy. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, of course, the Live Healthy, Be Healthy show tonight. And we're talking about uh, you know happiness and how it relates to your health. Yes. And we've talked about a lot of stuff, Janine, in the first few segments. We've talked about a lot. We've covered a lot of ground. We have. Now it's time for now some brain chemistry. Now it's about the brain chemistry, right? yeah. which they, there's no question brain chemistry plays a role in being happy. Such as? Like serotonin? Serotonin, mm. um, which people most people have heard of serotonin. Yeah, they don't know what it is, but they've heard about it. It, it mm-hmm. is a neurotransmitter, mm-hmm. and it, there's no doubt, and you do make it in the body. And some people don't make enough serotonin, mm-hmm. or either they burn it up too fast. 
during mm-hmm. stressful times, your body overuses serotonin. You know, and let's face it, today is stressful. Yeah, we have well, we live in a stressful world, so it's it is harder. And so, you know, a lot of a lot of people get on medications, but there's a lot of things you can do without getting on medications. Yeah, and you know, I think medications are they're they're good. It, it you know, at some places, but at, at the same especially time, for the severe problems yes. and the severe most people. Yes, I can say most are the mild to moderate depression. Mild to moderate, which probably can be helped with. With lifestyle changes, mm-hmm. um, with exercise, mm-hmm. and other things that can increase serotonin. Now, mm-hmm. one big thing to increase serotonin, I think, is one of the biggest things, I think, is sunlight. Oh, yeah. We talk about that a lot. but And, and of course, where we live, we, you know, it's abundant. We but, are lucky enough to be in an area that we do have longer days, and we do have most of the year where it is not freezing. But a lot of you listening, it's... You know, cold and yeah. fifteen degrees outside, and yeah. in that situation, you can't just go sit outside and enjoy the sun. But you know, they make light boxes. They do, thing, and, and light boxes make a huge difference. They really do. And and what these light boxes are, uh, if you haven't look, you know, seen them or look look into them, because they're actually a box of light. Okay, different lights that give off various spectrums of light, and it, it kind of mimics the sunlight. And you can sit down, and they use this a lot in the northwest of the United States, especially, where the dark, gloomy winters. And they have these things. They're usually in, like, you can for about 30 minutes or so, you can sit down in a really one of these nice, bright light situations where that light box uh, is shining a light on you and your subject, if you're reading a book or whatever. And 30 minutes of that actually increases the serotonin quite a bit. Yeah. And they use it a lot for what they call seasonal affective disorder, or SAD. Use it a lot for that. And another thing that is affected by the light changes Mm -hmm. is melatonin. Um, Light triggers the response in the brain when it does get dark to make melatonin. And if it's always gloomy and dark, you're not going to get that response and have the trigger as well. And when melatonin falls, they do know that it actually makes you more kind of moody and blue and Mm -hmm. depressed. So melatonin is something else that can definitely be supplemented. And especially, you know, if somebody's having trouble sleeping. Yes, uh, I, I think that's a, that's one that we kind of turn to a lot, you know, especially, you know, if the person's over, I don't know, say 40 years old, uh, and they're having difficulty sleeping, one of the first things we like to start with is sometimes is melatonin, yeah. because it'll help tremendously. And if you can sleep good, chances are And another thing better. that can help sleep, because it does affect the melatonin production, but mm-hmm. it also helps the serotonin directly, is something called 5-HTP or 5-hydroxytryptophan. Right, which 5-hydroxytryptophan is basically the precursor to serotonin. It is, and it actually turns to serotonin. Right, serotonin is 5-hydroxytryptamine. I can probably say it's one of our bigger sellers. You know, it is. You know, even where we are, um, it's probably one of the biggest sellers because we have so many people with mild to moderate depression. uh, For whatever reason, they can't seem to get out in the sun or they can't seem to do some of these other things. So, okay. Rather than jump off into the medication thing, which has a whole host of side effects, they'll take something like 5-HTP, and it can make a world of difference in, in their world. Yeah, it does. I mean, I mean it does. We it have people does. call it the happy pill. I have a lot of people that <laughs> come do. in that's that right, say, I dude. need my happy pills. And yeah. I mean, that's the way they describe it. We know what they're talking about when they say, I need my happy pills, because and a few yeah. people say it's the pills that keep me from killing everyone. Um, but <laughs> it too, definitely yeah. helps. And, 
you know, St. John's Ward, a lot of people have heard of that one, and we do use it. We don't use it as much in our area because it does make you sun sensitive, and we are in such a sunny area that right. people do get sunburned a little easier. But it does work, and it actually works well sometimes with the 5-HTP. Right. Um, St. John's Ward works differently where it just keeps the serotonin from breaking down as fast. Right. And it actually protects it from being – it actually keeps it from being damaged. Right. Per se. But 5-HTP itself actually turns into it. It's a precursor. It's, yeah, so right. if you can't make yourself happy by doing everything else that we talked about and doing lifestyle changes, there are other things that you can take. Um, okay. The, and then dopamine is, okay, dopamine is the, the, the next brain chemical. Yeah, um, dopamine is something that makes us feel good, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It is definitely another one of the feel-good hormones. It makes you talkative. Talkative and excited and do we, happy. Do we need more dopamine? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> People would probably say They'd we probably need a little say less. We need to shut up. Okay. <laughs> but we do both take stuff to increase dopamine. Um, we do have a really good product called Dopa Boost. Yes. And which, it really is a, believe you me, yeah. I've had people come back and say, that is a lifesaver. They're like, that thing is helping my mood. Yes. So we do have that. And then we, you know, even one of the ingredients in Dopa Boost is just tyrosine. And tyrosine in general has been shown to actually increase dopamine. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are things, believe it or not, that you can do to change these brain chemicals. Natural. I mean, natural things. Yeah. And you don't have to go to the drugs. And I think, in my opinion, and in a lot of things we've seen, it works better in a lot of cases because it doesn't have all the side effects. Well, you know, here's the what they call, and I know you've heard this politically, unintended consequences. Yes. And when you start doing some of these drugs, they have unintended consequences. And sometimes when you start messing up these chemicals, because every second in your brain, there's 100,000 chemical reactions going on every second. And all you got to do is just throw a little bit of, throw a a wrench in the waterworks there, so to speak. And you got 100,000 reactions that are going haywire. And if you just make one or two of them go haywire, you know, you've not got a really good place to be. So that's, that's something that the drugs just cause way too many side effects from what we've seen. They really do. Now, you also have like the, another brain chemical is like the norepinephrine, yeah. which de- makes a big difference in the noradrenaline. Mm-hmm. It makes a difference in pain control. Mm-hmm. It actually helps with well-being. Mm-hmm. And again... It can actually be, it can be increased by an amino acid called phenylalanine. Yeah, and you know, we use a compound called DL-phenylalanine, which is actually two forms of that phenylalanine put together. And we use that a lot for pain control. Right. Because if you take somebody that's in chronic pain, chronic pain can make you not happy. Not happy. Okay, and if we can make somebody just a little happier by giving them something like DL-phenylalanine, less pain medications, and they feel better, and they're going to function better. And another nutrient that's been shown to actually, vitamin C is required to convert the tyrosine and the phenylalanine into the brain chemicals. Mm-hmm. So, again, that vitamin C that we talked about earlier for exercise-induced asthma <laughs> yeah. also helps with the brain chemical conversions. You know, we, we could probably do a whole show on vitamin C. It really, vitamin I mean, C has so much research. Uh, I mean, it, it really is. I mean, the, the research on it is huge. And, and you know, and what's really interesting Humans and guinea pigs and some monkeys, I think, are the only ones that can't produce our own vitamin C. You know, squirrels and rabbits and horses and cows, they can produce their own vitamin C. And dogs. They can produce their own vitamin C. We can't. So it's necessary for survival. Right. It really is. And then, of course, earlier we talked about the oxytocin and hugs helping that and the endorphins and exercise and do things that make you happy. That's going to help your brain chemicals. There's things that you can do to supplement if you need that. 
but really do everything you do can can do to be positive. I think you know, uh, in, in wrapping this all up, that's probably one of the best things, best piece of advice is we can give somebody is do what makes you happy. Yeah, you know, if it's flying model airplanes, if it's uh, you know, I reading a book. You know, going to the library and having some quiet time, read the novel that you've been wanting to read. I always say, always make quiet time. Always make that quiet time. We do it every day, folks. Mm -hmm. And I highly suggest it to you. So take this. Hopefully, we've given you some information that you can go away with an aha moment and say, I'm going to do something to change my life, make me happier. And I'll be a little happier in the new year. And I'll be a little healthier, too. That's right? right. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to wrap it up for tonight. Um, Next week, we have something on goals. And how to set goals that are reasonable and how to obtain them. Yes, all right. So we've had a great time tonight. Hope you have too. And uh, we'll see you back in the next uh, show. Thank you for being a part of Live Healthy, Be Healthy this week. Please join Drs. Jim and Janine Fox next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Here's to your better health. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.